What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 116, and I'm very excited to introduce you to this week's guest. But before we do any of that, as always, we got to thank my man, Generic Sports, for producing the instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work on SoundCloud, on Bandcap, on Twitter, as well as Instagram, too. Be sure to go check it out. Generic Sports, no tricky spelling on all four platforms. Also, shout out to my man Vince Correa for producing the Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He also helps out a ton too with the graphics that go into the Instagram page. If you're not following the podcast on Instagram, you're missing out at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. Uh, I have a lot of fun promoting the podcast, obviously interacting with uh, the listeners on the stories and promoting different graphics, like I said, snippets of the show, as well as some YouTube clips and whatnot. I've also been doing a recent, I'm, I'm trying to give some advice on there too. I, I wouldn't consider myself a motivational speaker, but I do listen to a lot of motivational speakers. So I think it would, uh, to me, I think it'd be cool if I could just relay some of that information and just like some quick minute, quick one minute clips for you guys and just kind of reword it differently in my own words and how I interpreted it as so starting to do that, I'm also going to return to those pop-up promotional videos that I was doing uh, before COVID hit and everything. But yeah, be sure to go follow the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Two good places to reach out and just give me some feedback on the show. Reach out if you want to be on the show or interested in that as well as yeah anything else you want to talk about too sports pop culture hip-hop music etc etc i'm always down to chat about those things also before we get into this week's guest did want to tell you guys about popple p-o-p-l dot c-o it's a revolutionary new business card but it's digital it's an attachment that goes to the back of your phone and what you do is program on your phone's app what you want to portray so let's say i want to promote this podcast and my youtube channel program that in the app and when i meet someone says hey can i find out more about your podcast and your youtube channel well all i got to do is tap the back of my phone to the back of their phone regardless if they have popple or not and what pops up on their screen is the links to my youtube pet page and the link to my podcast and it can be programmed to whatever you want it could be a personal website your twitter your paypal your linkedin etc etc so be sure to go check out popple.co p-o-p-l dot c-o and be sure to use promo code locker for 20 percent off on every single purchase that's promo code locker in every single purchase also be sure to go check out lockerroomsportsca.com it's a website slash blog that my friend Max and I started over the quarantine. Well, actually, I want to give credit to everybody that Max, Carl, and myself started over the quarantine, over the pandemic break. And we're just keeping the ball rolling. We have a solid group of 10 guys that contribute for us from Andre and some Max Jacobs and Monica. I'm forgetting a few people as well, but shout out to everybody that's a part of that. Be sure to go check out that for some of my written work. I wrote a pretty dope piece if I do say myself, about the return to sports and how it may be too soon. That being said, I was really excited uh, this Thursday that I'm recording on July 30th. I got to watch some basketball tonight and I got to watch some baseball tonight too. That was different. It was the first time I was able to flip channels because there was too many options for me to watch between the Angels, A's, the Diamondbacks and Dodgers and the Lakers and Clippers game. So that was fun to have that kind of back in my life. Nonetheless, 
last thing to promote before we get into this week's episode be sure to go check out phoenix fit fnxfit.com and use promo code my mike and i for 15 percent off on every single purchase you make on that site it's a supplement brand they have a lot of athletic gear too there so be sure to go check it out and the cool thing about phoenix fit every purchase you make they donate a gallon of water to people in need across the globe through their live program so be sure to go check out through live program and how you can help someone in need who needs the gallon of water as well as check out some of their athletic gear some of their pre-workouts some of their post-workouts and some of the other nutritional stuff that they have up on their website that's phoenixfit fnxfit.com use promo code my mic and i with the letter m now little drum roll for this week's guest this week's guest is none other than the one and only sammy love a native to Orange County, California. She bounced around a little bit between South County and Santa Ana. But I had the pleasure of meeting her actually at the beginning of this quarantine through a book drive that she started with the Lila Project. We talk about the Lila Project and everything else. She's a poet. She's an MC. She's a very talented individual. She's also very charitable and loves to give back to her community. So that being said, I hope you enjoy the conversation between Sammy Love and myself cool so let's go ahead and get started i want to start with the lila project how did you come in contact with them the lila project yo let me tell you a blessing in my life like 100 percent. so uh long story short i'm just kidding i'm gonna tell you the whole story i hope you got time please do so i was i was introduced to the lila project when I was at Calci Coalition. So I went there, I'm an alumni. And yo, like moving, you know, like I told you, I grew up over there and then moving to Santana, I didn't have like any friends. I just had my cousin, right? Which is, I love her so much. So then, so it was hard for me at Calci Fullerton because it's a commuter school. That's what they always say. And I didn't really understand until I got there. And, like, all you would see is, like, everybody's just, like, passing by. Like, wouldn't even say hi. And I love making friends. Like, I love making friendships and that stuff. And not going to, like, I made a lot of really good friendships that I'm going to have forever. But at the beginning, it was really hard. And so I was, like, how can I feel like I'm doing something? So, like, I was pretty pressed for a minute there. And then I was, like, really thinking, like, yo, I need to find something, um, so like somewhere where I could like help and put my time because I love volunteering. I've been volunteering forever. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm just like literally that whole week I was like, yo, like I really want to volunteer. I really want to volunteer. And I feel like I just put it out into the universe and it kind of just like fell like on my lap. I was like walking down, I think it's called Titan Walk. Uh-huh. And I was walking down, I'm doing the movements. <laughs> I was walking down, just whistling. And then I, I turned to my, my, my right. Yeah, my right. <laughs> Y'all, I'm like so detailed. You're going to have to help me come back sometime. <laughs> so I turned to my right and I see this giant like wall of uh, like, it was like quotes or something. And there was this dude that was in my class and he had been in like my other class like the previous semester. Mm-hmm. And I always thought he was interesting because he was like, he'd always like, speak up during class and that's cool because I like to do that too but he would like always speak up and he would always wear a suit like for some reason this oh, dude nice. literally would always wear a suit and he'd carry a briefcase and I was like huh you don't see that quite often like 
yeah. what do you do? And so he's wearing a suit and he was like talking to these people and I was like overheard him saying like, Oh yeah, like we're having this event and we need volunteers. I would love for you guys to volunteer. And I was like, wait, yo, I want to volunteer. And he's like, you want to volunteer? I was like, yeah, like I want to volunteer. What is this about? And he told me and I was like, yo, I'm in. Like, I was like, in my head, I was like, dude, this is what you've been hoping for. Like it just happened so naturally. And then we walked to class together. And then ever since then, we like, we've been friends, right? Mm-hmm. Fast forward to our friendship and me like actually volunteering at the event. And the event was uh, Barbers and Backpacks. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe it was the second year of Zelia Project throwing that event. It was like the main event out of the whole year. Mm-hmm. First time I'd like even met the founder who is a person I absolutely love. He's my mentor. I call him my mentor. Um, he's like helped me out so much. His name's Dominic. And so I get there and I just see like, all these people working together and the whole that that event is called barbers and backpacks because they give out backpacks full of school supplies mm-hmm. and free haircuts to the kids of the ie oh, okay it was an incredible event it was so awesome and that's how i got introduced and when i volunteer dude like i go in like i'm like what do you need to do let me do this let me lift this let me like oh you need help with that like i'm doing something i finish it real quick so i can help you right Right. And so I think that, like, that's why Dom, like, really, like, started talking to me more. And I'm so glad that that I met this guy, right, that was at my school, who then introduced me to this whole, like, community of incredible people. Mm-hmm. And um, then the year later, we had, we had, like, a bunch of events within, after that event like within that one year that event grew right but like during that whole time like they were doing like turkey dinners for thanksgiving they were giving away shoes like the little project has helped me out so much with like just helping me see how like people when they come together they can really make a difference mm-hmm. um but anyway so like right so like i guess that. To, to tell you like that's how i i even got involved with the leader project yeah and stayed involved because i know that sometimes you can volunteer and then that's it this wasn't the case mm-hmm. you volunteer with the, when you volunteer with the leader project like they really bring you in and they really keep you as like family which mm-hmm. is like i'm so thankful for um and ever since then it's just been like volunteering volunteering and they've been growing so much like after that one of barbers and backpacks the following year so it went from giving away like hundreds of backpacks to thousands of backpacks to like a truckload full to the brim of backpacks and the backpacks were full like full and we gave away converse like Mm -hmm. so many things that we were able to give back to the community Mm -hmm. within that, that year and then after that year like the Lilo project has worked with amazon like partnered with amazon to be able to give people like dinners and all that stuff has worked with right house foundation you know you've seen uh currently what they've been you follow them right on instagram Mm -hmm. okay so like they've been feeding like southern california nonstop during this pandemic like it is not stopping them and i'm so glad that i was a part of that as well down here in santana but um 
yeah <laughs> that's like i just love the leo project seriously yeah. dominic is such a blessing he's really just like brought a whole group of people together that really want to make a difference and like breathe helping the community mm-hmm. like a hundred percent yeah yeah you mentioned earlier that you said you've always been like willing to volunteer and like do charity work when when yeah. was like the first ever experience that you got to do something like that yo i when when I think about that, I cannot pinpoint. I literally, I cannot pinpoint an event, but I do know that I've been doing that like forever. Um, But uh, the most memorable, I think, if you want to hear about it, uh, it was volunteering for, I forgot what the, the company was called, but it was setting up a Memorial Day race mm. at the Greenhouse Community Center. Yeah. Wait, wait, I'm, 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 I'm like speeding up. Okay. So the whole thing, like I've always been, uh, willing to help because, you know, being, uh, a child, like when you're really young, like you can't really do much, you know, like you, you don't have money, you can't help in that way or whatever. So I've always learned. And my mom's told me like, if like time, and volunteering is you can always do that you can always help like you owe time like nobody owns your time like just you so whatever you're willing to do with that like you know you should do it to help out your community so i mean i've like i've helped out by like at my school when i was younger like i would stay after to like help set up for an event and all that stuff helped take down even when i was young like i just always wanted to help or like if um somebody needed help with like walking their dog i know that doesn't seem like much yeah. right but like to somebody who's like really old who can't yeah really do of course that, like, i don't consider that charity work i just like consider it as like giving your time to your community so it's always been about giving back to your community it's never been about like how many hours can i do it's like not nah, it's like you got to give back mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah back to the whole like one that i really remember when i was in high school oh my gosh this this one play it was a memorial day race set up yo i told you i didn't have a car right uh-huh. <laughs> so i take the bus everywhere oh my gosh i got up so early i don't know if you've ever taken the bus yeah oh yeah okay so you know that you have to like be at the place like super early mm-hmm. in case or else you're they're be... not on time exactly or else you're gonna be super late right so i took the bus super early i got off on the wrong stop the sun was blazing and it was already it was i think it was i don't remember it was during memorial day so I, um i don't even know i don't even know my months or whatever <laughs> may i think that's may may right okay so <laughs> so it's hot already it's so hot. i'm like how is it so hot already it's like so early i uh got up at the wrong stop i had to walk all the way to the it's at the laguna hills community center i don't know if you've ever been there no no okay so laguna hills community center i had to walk up this like hill right and then i finally got there i like don't see anybody i'm like what like what am i supposed to do am i supposed i'm at the right place and i don't think i had a cell phone back then or maybe I don't remember, but so <laughs> I get there like, dude, where is everybody? And then I finally see somebody like pulling out those big uh, metal fences, like you know what I mean, like for the races, right? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to volunteer, but I don't know if I'm at the right place. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
oh my gosh, we set up so many of those things. We set up like the water booth. Sorry if you hear my dog. <laughs> we set up we set up the food stations, like where they give out bananas and stuff. Yo, I was there I think since like eight AM and I didn't leave till like seven. Cause the race started at ten and ended at four, but you had to break everything down. Right. Yo, that day was so hot and I didn't take care of myself. So mm-hmm. like I barely drink water. Mm-hmm. I got crazy sunburned and then I had to take the bus back home. Mm-hmm. Um and I was so sick. Like I got sick. Mm. Like I was so like I was about to faint. But um I remember that I was like like I mentioned earlier, like when I volunteer, like I go all out. I went I went way too hard. Uh, but it was really nice is to hear from the the people that set up the whole thing. They're like, yo, like we really liked how you stayed like to finish everything. Like you we don't get much volunteers that like go all the way through and I was like I thought this is what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. So that's really nice to hear because I lost your contact information. You know, I was like younger. I didn't really pay attention. But I do remember that the, I think it was the owner or the founder of that uh, event was like, hey, like, if you ever, you know, need like a a letter of rec or whatever, like, I would love to do that. So that was like my very Mm -hmm. first time where somebody was like, you did an amazing job. Yeah. Love to give you a letter of rec. And I was like, oh thank you but I was so tired and like so sick that I was just like I need to go home Uh, I remember I got home and I was like mama like I don't feel good she's like yo you 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 don't take care of yourself when you go out there I got burnt and then to top it off I think prom was in like the following week or something it doesn't matter but it was just it was really bad it was it was I guess that that's one of the most like memorable because uh I got really sick Mm -hmm. at that part but for sure going back like one of the most beautiful and memorable was has been the Leo project Mm -hmm. and I think will always be the Leo project yeah yeah do you know like about like Leo project story no go ahead and tell me about that I'm not sure I know exactly what you're talking about okay so uh the reason why it's called the Leo project is because Dominic's grandmother Mm-hmm. Uh, helped raise him and her name was Leela and she was all about giving back and serving the community and so you know how Leela helped Dom like it just like really inspired him to create this mm-hmm. and um, the message with Leela or it's um, how do you say yeah like the message is to help uh boys and underrepresented uh boys uh, in the community so that way like you know how that way there's not much of like a gap uh like it's it's like it says minimize the gap uh from low la, low-income children so they can so they can reach like their full potential and like within three years right we're gonna go on to our fourth year but within three years they've already like I said, donated over uh, 2,000 backpacks. We've, uh, you know, helped the community by giving away food during this pandemic. And it's Mm -hmm. like over, I think we've had over like 50,000 people Mm -hmm. during this pandemic. Wow. And, um, you know, 
of course, you know, the libraries aren't open, but the Lila Project has a, a, a learning center at the Corona Library and they have uh, literacy programs mm. in the, I believe is a Los Angeles school district. Okay. Yeah. Like five or six schools. Yeah. Which is like amazing. And that's like, you know, that's within three years. Yeah. And um, I do want to see a quote. I want to see two quotes. First one, Dom, he always says, I got you. And like, it's really short, but it has so much power to it because he's so passionate. And like, if he tells you he's got you, he's got you. Mm -hmm. And he's gotten a lot of people in the community, which is incredible because I'm sure that, I mean, he's inspired me and I'm sure he's inspired a lot of other people, you know? And then another one is uh, Arthur. He's a right-hand man. I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram. Mm -hmm. He's so funny. He said, what was his quote? He said, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just, like, I think about all the people that are a part of the Leo Project and, like, for they them to, like, say things like that and follow it with like you know just like keep following it it's just it just means so much and like I honestly feel really blessed to be around those people mm. uh, they're like family and you know it's it's pretty cool mm. now I know you've got the chance to kind of run your own charitable yeah. work with the book drive and a few other things too during the pandemic how was that like being in charge mm -hmm. of something that big so, oh my goodness, it was, it was so, it was interesting. I, you know, I've always been like, let's volunteer, like, let me volunteer, let me volunteer. But it was definitely different being the person that organized that. Mm -hmm. And I honestly could not have done it without the help of Frosty. Mm -hmm. You know Frosty. She's yeah. an incredible activist, incredible poet, MC, you name it, she does it. And I feel so blessed to have her in my life as well. And it just started with a conversation. I had a conversation with uh, my friend Blake as well. I don't know if you know him, Blake Jones. He's also a really incredible artist. Um, yeah, like it just started because of this pandemic. I was just really worried about like, how can we help? You know, how can we help our community? Right. And I had talked to Blake and I was like, yo, like I'm stressing out. Like, how can I help? my community and he was like yo like let's just like right away he's like let's figure out let's figure out a plan he's like look i found this foundation emailed them i emailed them they got back to me and it just felt so like i don't know um every any foundation that helps during times of needs amazing but it just felt very like i couldn't be hands-on with that you know mm -hmm. so i was a little stressed about that and then i called dom and i told him what's up and he's like, look, Sam, um, he gave me his blessing. He's like, I want you to help run the Santa Ana chapter. Mm -hmm. And um, if you can do something, you know, run it by me and tell me. Right. And so then uh, like a few days later, I'm just FaceTiming uh, Frosty and we're talking about how like we want to help the community. And I was like, yo, like I was thinking that maybe we should do like a book drive. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yo, that's a great idea. And like, she just got on it too so yeah. like you know all these people got on it and i was like all right let's go i ran it by dom that one was like let's go let's do it 
whatever I got you. He said, I got you. <laughs> whatever I do to help, we're going to do it. And so then that's when it started. That's when like the real like Leo Project Santa Ana chapter started uh, with this the, with this small idea of a book drive that just grew. Because like we got, I think, over a thousand books donated. Yeah, dang. And that's how I met you, you know, right. I met you through frosty you know she had told me hey this person wants to help um and then i you know i messaged you and like i i just realized like when you want to help the community people will come and they're gonna be incredible people yeah you know so yeah it's just it was definitely like a little bit stressful but it didn't matter because we were able to get all those books we were able to help the community and bring knowledge to the community and you know, I kept it really small just because of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, when we gave out the books, it was just oh, my friend Marcella as well. I don't know if you know her, but um, she's a beautiful friend. She's one of those friends I met, Kelsey Fullerton. Okay. Always, yeah, she is so sweet. Like, such a sweet soul, dude. Not a bad bone in her body. <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> and so she's like, how can I help? And you know, we, she made us posters and it was just Frosty, Marcella and I, we went out to the community right here. And when we saw, we, we, we didn't know what was going to happen. Like, we didn't know if people were going to take the books, you know, and like we cleaned the books and everything. We tried our best. We wore masks, we wore gloves, yeah. cleaned the books. And, um, we just like knocked on the first door and that first, like, you know, they didn't open. Cause obviously the stranger, you know, yeah. they don't but then the first door opened and we explained to them, you know, we're all bilingual. Um, we explained to them and just like the smiles on the mothers and the children, mm-hmm. like it was worth it. All that like preparation, a little bit of stress was so worth it. Like mm-hmm. there was like a bunch of little kids and they're like, Oh, what do you like? Do you have like, let me see what do you have. And yeah. oh, I had somebody donated I'm trying to remember her name. I can't remember her name, but she's so sweet. I remember when I went to go pick up the books because we all went to go pick up the books, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think her name was Ashley. She donated this set of Lego books. Oh, okay. That, like, all of the books were such in such good condition, right? And I remember seeing this little kid, like, this little tiny little kid in his pajamas. And he looks up and I was like, this was for you and oh my gosh his face lit up he was like, oh. and that just like that's, <laughs> that was it and we just were out there it was super hot as well but we just you know we went to a lot of different communities and then we were also you know able to donate to our foundations mm-hmm. uh we were by i think it was daisy street here i was on first and daisy mm-hmm. and we were giving out in the apartments and then we see this one foundation it's called kid works okay and we saw that they were doing a food drive and then uh i believe frosty went to go talk to them because i was still dropping off books and then she calls me she's like hey we could donate books here and i was like yo like that's awesome so we ended up donating a bunch of books to them and they were so grateful um and then we also donated to orangewood Mm -hmm. i don't know if you heard of orangewood halfway home right I believe so. Uh, yeah. It's it's on 17th Street, and, like, they would take donations every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went to go do that, and they were, like, super grateful as well. Um, and I believe we also donated – because we also got, like, adult books. 
right? Yeah. Um, and so we donated to the homeless shelter. I like called, I called up the homeless shelter down here uh, by in downtown and I couldn't deliver that to them. They had like a whole separate section because they wanted to make sure that the books were like super clean, even though yeah. they were, they wanted to like sanitize them again. Yeah. So we donated to them as well. So it was really nice. Like this small idea just grew and it showed me like, okay, like put the work in, like you could really help people out. Yeah, it was really, wow, I'll be, be rambling. <laughs> well, I just good. feel like, nice, nice. I'm like, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> that's good, though, because it's super heartwarming to hear that story and a lot of other stories, too, that I heard at the beginning of quarantine, because I felt like, like you said earlier, I was kind of unsure, like, what exactly was going to happen during quarantine. And when I work with, the, like, you know, a school district and after school program, so I know a lot of kids don't always have the best resources and you know I was just kind of worried to see like what was going to happen a lot of people lost their jobs were getting sent home furlough not making money I just yeah. felt like you know I think everyone was kind of uneasy about the whole situation but to see you with the Leela project and other like you know local restaurants feeding local school districts and that kind of stuff that was really yeah. heartwarming to see kind of like the community helping out one another um, the oh, ones that were more well off to help out some of the lower income you know communities and the areas just because I was really worried honestly like it could have gone really bad if if some of the stuff like what you were doing with the leader project and other stuff that I saw if that wasn't happening you know it, it could have been like a pretty ugly situation at the beginning of the pandemic but you know fortunately people like you and other people that are really great in this world you know they're giving back and finding finding their finding like you said time and giving like resources to other people that need it you know yeah I definitely agree um I too was very worried and you know you just hit on something about like um like some the resources like that was like basically the main reason as to we even did the book drive mm -hmm. right i told you about like oh we have this idea and i was stressing out but i remember frosty and i were talking about like yo like some of these kids don't have access to internet some of these right. kids don't have computers don't have ipads the libraries are closed they can't check out books and that's why we really wanted to help and uh, i'm glad that we were able to Mm -hmm. And then also seeing the whole community, like, that's what I love about Santana is, like, the community is so, like, welcoming. Yeah. You know, have school yeah, like, you have school districts giving away food for the families. And then you also have restaurants. I remember I saw this, uh, it was on, uh, it was on Instagram. I, I don't know if I'm saying the exact name correct, but it was, like, the Guadalajara a restaurant in downtown mm. it's like a taco place so the owner actually was giving away a bunch of vegetables oh, people gosh. were lined up he was like i'm i'm gonna just they're just gonna go to waste yeah. and like it's so awesome to see these people that have been in that situation before right and they know what it feels like to be struggling and they know that instead of wasting the food like you got to give it back mm -hmm. you got to give back to the community you know like you got to help whichever way you can and it was like i'm all like guaranteed but like it is so beautiful to see people that have like made it to the i don't like i mean like made it to the top right it's like they've made it like they've uh helped their family like grown a restaurant they can give back mm -hmm. like that is so like it's so important you know mm -hmm. like if you are coming from like a low income and then you're able to 
uh, have financial stability, right? Right. Being able to give back in that way because now you can, right? Because I, I mentioned earlier, like you can always give your time, which mm-hmm. is incredible, right? Uh, but like, you know, coming from somewhere that you're low income and then you made it with your restaurant, your business, whatever, and always stay, sticking to your roots, like it's so important. Mm-hmm. So I, you just reminded me of that because you mentioned like some restaurants were giving stuff away. And I'm like, yeah. Because um, actually, like, I don't know the owner, but I know that uh, uh, when my cousin, you know, I mentioned she was, she is from here, from Santana. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually used to live in the neighborhood of, uh, like, a couple houses down. The owner of that restaurant lived there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she told me, like, she had seen them, like, grow throughout the years. So, just remember that. Yeah. yeah. That's super tight. Random. Yeah, <laughs> random, but yeah. Yeah. I like the whole book angle too of it because i feel like with the kids being out of school like sure reading isn't for everybody i think a lot of times too in in school they assign you books and a lot of times you're not like super excited about books but i think you know like there's a book out there for everybody and you know whether it's captain underpants or something like super philosophical you know i'm saying like you can learn a lot whether it's the english language or whatever it could be a book in spanish or another language too you can learn a lot about the language about whatever story they got going on. There's just all st- kind of stuff that you can learn through a book. So when you, when you and Frosty posted something about like the Leela Project doing books, I was like quick to jump on it because I myself, I was a big reader as a kid, but I kind of got like drawn away from it because I used to get teased for wanting to read. But uh-huh. I remember like as an adult, now I've started to pick it back up and like started to do stuff on my own. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, like reading's great. Like it's a great escape. And so when you were like, oh, like yeah. read books, it's- I was just like, bro I have a bunch of books like in the closet that I don't like keeping books on a bookshelf like I used to want to do that like oh I want all these books that I've read (laughs) but but then they just sit there and collect dust you know what I'm saying yeah yeah, so I think it's just it's good to pass on those books to other people that you may think might be interested in them I've donated a lot of books through the boys and girls club I've given them a lot to my kids and stuff like that so I try and give out as many books as I can just because it's you know like I said I just wanted to sit there and collect dust because I feel like that's a a waste of uh you know a book yeah no that's so true and I love how you mentioned is like you can get lost I I don't know if you said those are your exact words but like you just said like what we're also thinking is like it's a great uh not to say distraction but it's a great way for the kids you know to be able to focus on something than this whole like pandemic right because you know I mean, I don't know anybody that's gone through a pandemic, Mm-mm. right? Like, <laughs> this is so, like, what do, what, you know, what's going on? And, uh, you know, as adults, we can, we can, like, you know, calm ourselves down and maybe understand a little bit more. But with kids, it's like, you know, like, yeah. we got to make sure that we protect them. And so for them to have, like, distractions, like, books, knowledge is yeah. really important, you know? Yeah. yeah. speaking of of getting lost in books you just brought like my memory back to the hunger games like i remember Uh, i had to read that for a class in high school but like uh, i you know like we're supposed to read a certain chapter per week and honestly i was so hooked on the book that i just read the whole thing in like three days the first one have you you ever been like super hooked on a book and just gotten caught like got lost in time and everything yes yes um my favorite book i literally have read it a, a really uh I actually read it during this quarantine again. Uh, the Alchemist. Mm. Have, you, have you read The Alchemist? I haven't, no. I love that book. You need to read it. 
I let my cousin borrow it. Um, okay. But before she's done with it, you go ahead and read it. Okay. Absolutely incredible book. Uh, I never say his name right. Paulo Colejo. I don't think I'm saying it right. But he is an incredible writer. And honestly, like, the way he thinks is, like, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's okay. it's a it's a wonderful book. All right, it well, is let me know. a wonderful book. I guess the message behind it, I'll spoil that, okay. is uh, always going back to your roots. Mm. You know, we were just talking about this with the restaurant owners mm-hmm. and people giving back to the community. Like, yeah, it's a it's a incredible book. You should check it out. I have the PDF too. Okay. I just there's something about books, you know, yeah. like physical books that I love. Yeah. Because I find I find that um oh my god if I read a PDF I will pass out <laughs> like when I think PDFs I think schoolwork yeah and I will pass out like I'll be like you know I'll fall asleep so I like the physical books yeah and it's tricky too because when you're reading something on the screen there's so many distractions because if it's on oh your phone yeah. you know Twitter is like a click away you know, social media is a click away. On if you're on your laptop, you can like easily go to Amazon or wherever you like. Apparently usually. not me, because I, I don't know where my charter is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's so true. The distractions, the mm-hmm. distractions are real. Mm-hmm. But when you have that physical bug, you just like focus on mm-hmm. it. You know, not for different things. Like I have some friends that are like, ah, like I like PDFs. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, like, each their own. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But personally, I love the physical books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like to highlight them. I like to highlight books. Sometimes I just highlight the whole page. Like I think I need like a giant highlighter. You know, just, <laughs> I'm one of those people. Okay. <laughs> you know how like you know some people like highlight like little parts. Like I do that, but then I get carried away. I'm like, oh, I like this one. <laughs> so I have a highlighter and a pencil. So because I like to highlight and then like write a little bit of my thoughts as to why I highlighted mm. this. Yeah, so so your the book that I'm letting you borrow is gonna be way <laughs> and if you wanna highlight things, like go ahead. Okay. I think I like to I like to see what other people like, you know, got out of a out of a book. Okay. But sorry, I cut you off there. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> Anything you're uh you're currently reading right now? Uh right now I'm not reading. Okay. No. Right now I'm trying to write. Um uh, yeah 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 but i do read this one book uh it's about tupac and uh the notorious big yeah it's called murder rap okay yeah i don't know who the author is but i have the book right here it's called murder rap yeah going back to the writing thing during quarantine (laughs) did you feel yourself as a creator a little bit more creative with all this time on your hands whether it was music writing Uh or anything else that you do so this definitely comes in waves Mm-hmm. like um because of just like the whole situation like it's a lot of uh, stress sometimes it's hard to find inspiration mm-hmm. when you're feeling down you know and I know that I've written some things like when I felt down or when I felt happy but it's been a it's been a wave it hasn't it hasn't been constant I actually uh up until like I think I had a writer's block for like a month yeah and that was really frustrating it was so frustrating. And I'm sure you know because you like to write too. Yeah. I, was like, I saw you posting thing the other day and I was like, that's awesome. I'm very proud of you that you posted it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, but, thank you. 
have, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to finish answering your question and I'm going to ask you the same thing. All right. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been up and down, but definitely the things that I've written, um, I really like them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little bit harder to complete songs. You know, I have like verses, but poetry has been a lot easier. I don't know why, but writing poetry during this time has been uh, uh, easier than trying to write a song. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What about your photography? Have you had to take in a break from that? So I have just because like, you know, distance wise, but, but mm. I did take, I did take pictures. I took the pictures of uh, Undecided Future mm-hmm. and of Anthony, you know, Anthony. Yeah, AJ. James. Uh, yes, I took a, I took a video of my brother. I'm trying to like trying to work on it. He's getting mad at me. He's like, "Yo, where's my where's my video?" He's like, <laughs> "Oh, he likes to run." So like, I just I hopped. I put on my skates. You know, like you gotta do what you gotta do with what you got, right? So I wanted right. to get cool like action shots of like you know skating by like you know those I don't know. You seen those videos like those yeah. Videos. So I threw on my skates. Yo, I did not eat it, but I almost did plenty of times. And I was like, okay, like, Sam, this camera, if you break it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I throw my skates and I was just like, so I've been working on that. That was really cool. Uh, yeah, such pictures of Undecided Future. They're incredible guys. I don't know if you listen to their music. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, Anthony James. And then I'm uh, currently trying to, like, see who I can um, take pictures of, like, I've asked my friends to send me ideas because the whole reason why I started taking pictures during quarantine, my friend Robin, she posted on Instagram um, saying like, hey, I want to do like a project during quarantine where I come to you guys' house and I take pictures like from my car, like from a distance. And I was like, yo, like I really want to do that, you know? And she's like, yeah, like, let me know when. And then it kind of never really happened. Mm. And then I was like, yo, I want to do that. So I hit her back up and I was like, yo, like, let's do it. Like, I'm going to help you. She's like, okay. So I don't know if she's been taking pictures. Um, you know, everybody's different with, you know, what's going on. But right. I definitely, like, the reason, uh, like, the pictures, like, Undecided Future and AJ, I was like, I was thinking that, of uh, like, building a portfolio. But I definitely want to do some more. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out, like, a place and I have to make sure that I'm, like, ready to, like, because, like, I told you, I've been pretty quarantined. Yeah. Ready to go out there. If you ever want to take pictures. I got some ideas. Know. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, All let's right. do it. I don't know if you see it. My, cam- my, my backpack's right there. Yeah, I can like, see it. I can see it over there, yeah. I can't back. And also, like, um, oh, yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> now to yours here. So how's ready been? It's been good. Honestly, I want to say before quarantine, like, I – always wished I had more time to do a lot of things because I feel like I'm a person with who wants to put on a lot of different hats and just like just like Mm -hmm. constantly like you know create and do different things but I was always limited because like at work or whatever else I had going on and so like the first month of quarantine honestly I felt like really good writing um speaking of photography my mom was actually digging through her closet she found this like old Minolta camera from the 80s like they use this 35 millimeter film Mm -hmm. and I started playing around with that and, you know, I would like just take, you know, I want to take pictures of anybody. It was just like pictures around the town because obviously it was a little bit more deserted. Um, uh-huh. And that was like so early during the quarantine. And I would, you know, like put on, I, would, I would go on my bike and have my bike, uh, the camera on my neck and everything. And kind of same thing as you with the skates, like yeah. try not to 
while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while taking pictures and stuff. But um, honestly, yeah, I thought the writing went really well, like during quarantine, like I had a lot of different emotions. And I feel like for me, I didn't have like the best way to as growing up, I didn't have a really good outlet to express those emotions. Mm-hmm. So writing became like a really good thing for me in college. And eventually, you know, I, I remember as a kid, like I would, I wanted to like be a rapper, you know, I wanted to like write raps and I always did write stuff in my notebook to rhyme and everything, uh-huh. but I just never had like the voice to do it. But once mm-hmm. I started doing it again and, and I, um, I went to a few like poetry club meetings at, at Sacramento state. I never really was like fully invested into it at the time, but you know, I just like started, you know, watching more YouTube videos of that kind of stuff. And I had another friend who I didn't even know she was into that. And she went on to get her master's degree in that. She kind of mm-hmm. helped guide me through certain things too. And so it just became like a, it always was like in the back of my head, like, Hey, I want to do more of this. I want to do more of this. I want to do more of this. And when quarantine happened, I was like, Ooh, I could do more of this. And I kind of hey. capitalized. I thought as much as I could, honestly, I honestly at the beginning of quarantine, I was like, Ooh, like I'm going to use this time to have like a book out or something. Right. Um, kind of set the goal a little too high, but, Honestly, it felt really good. And, and, you know, I feel like I'm a little further along than I would have been if this quarantine didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But when we had to go to, when we had to go back to work, I was really bummed. I was like, man, like I, I still make time here and there, but it's like three times a week versus every day, you know, for, uh-huh. four, you know, for two to four hours, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. You know, you definitely took advantage of that. Um, Cause you're right. Like, um going like having responsibilities such as work you know it definitely minimizes the time where you can really focus on something you're very passionate about mm-hmm. um, and i feel very lucky to know that you are a really good writer thank you you definitely put a lot of passion into your words and i hope that i see a video of you reading them one day hey. out loud coming soon um, coming yeah. soon oh he's so coming soon <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> But yeah, you know, going back to the whole, like, uh, have I been writing during quarantine? You know, I, I guess I wouldn't touch on, like, quarantine in general. How it has been, like, uh, as it's both good and bad. Kind of like a yin and yang, right? Mm-hmm. Bad, high-stress situation, you know. We're all a little lost. Mm-hmm. Lost, right? Um, you know, it is kind of like one of those moments where you just don't know if you're going to be able to have a job, right? You said like you were off for, you know, that could be like not having a job could be like, okay, like I have more time, but then it's like, Oh, I need to pay stuff. Yeah. We're going to (laughs) do. So that's, uh, those are kind of like the bad ones. Right. But the good about it is definitely that like feeling of like you can be with your family more, you have more time to do things that you really like. Um, you can really focus on your health, right? Yeah. You know? and, but then that also like a, you know, it's like uh, junk food, uh, working out, you know, it's kind of like up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say like good is like you can focus on your health if you want to go out and runs, like you have more time for workouts and stuff, you have more time with family. Yeah. Um, have time for ideas, right? Like writing. Like I did say that I have had like writer's block, but at the same time, I have written some pretty nice things. Mm-hmm. right i posted some poetry i posted a couple raps on my um page um and then also like the unity that it's brought right we talked mm-hmm. about the you know we've been talking about it it's kind of like a the whole message right now during our conversation is that that unity and community like mm-hmm. seeing that during these hard times 
people really come together to help out. Right. Like a hundred percent, you know? So that's uh, one of the good things that I've seen from uh, this, you know, the situation. Yeah. Seeing that, that good side. Yeah. And I think, I think that kind of got lost in the shuffle because I know you and I, we both come from like that similar generation where when we were younger, we grew up in a time before cell phones, before social media was like really like uh, part of the mainstream culture. So I felt like, at least for my sake, like I knew my neighbors a lot more growing up as kids and, you know, like your parents were more welcoming to let you go run out with the neighbor's kids and not worrying about like, oh, you know, like we're scared because... Yeah. You know, shit happens, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I felt like, like you said, the community being unified, that's something I've, I think got kind of lost, like from 2010 on, like after Facebook got really big and everyone mm-hmm. went on their screens and no one was going out anymore. Like now I'd even really say hi to my neighbors. One of them, one of my neighbors is like a former teacher of mine. So I do say hi to him because mm-hmm. obviously we have that connection, but everybody else, you know, it's kind of like a lot of people move in and out of this neighborhood. So it's not like really like, um, like there's a solid connection between everybody. So I can't go to this neighbor like my parents used to. Like if a neighbor knew how to do like fix leaks and stuff, like they'd be like, oh, let me go ask this neighbor because my sink is leaking, that kind of thing. So I felt like through all that, I feel like during this pandemic, the community kind of got put back together. And it's nice to see whether it's a community like Santa Ana, Anaheim, Garden Grove, and other Mm -hmm. areas of Orange County, just kind of coming together and helping each other out wherever it's needed, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. That's so, that's very true. Uh, you mentioned that we grew up in like a, a era or time before like really screens. Mm-hmm. And I do agree, like, um, even though I never really had like a solid like neighborhood because we moved around a lot, you know, living in uh, Southern Orange County, uh, it's hard to keep up with rent. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I remember one of the really like memorable communities was in Lake Forest. It was uh, called Pheasant Creek or Pheasant Run. And I, my childhood was like a lot of like, really good memories were there. And, you know, uh, we like almost, we didn't like have internet, you know, we didn't have like a computer. Mm-hmm. I think we did have a computer, honestly. Like we got it during Christmas and it was like this big, the big clunky ones. But like <laughs> it was in my room and like I barely used it. And yeah. we like didn't have internet. We were playing like that space. Uh, I don't know if you remember, there was like polar polar bowling or something like that oh. you, did you play that game i don't polar bowling no i don't think so or something like that i don't know it was or like it was like this ping uh this pinball machine online mm-hmm. or like it came with the computer i'm rambling but anyway, <laughs> the whole point was uh during that time uh, you know we didn't have that much like screen time whatever like definitely like you know, still the generation where, like, we went outside. I'd be like, Mom, I'll be right back. I'm going yeah. to Soho's house. Like, we'd, like, run around the lake, scooter. We'd fall, like, yeah. get a hurt. It didn't matter. We'd come home super late. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that with my kids. <laughs> like, we'd come back. We'd come super late, and I'm, like, all sweaty, like, drinking water, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like, the yeah. little kids drink water, they're like, Ooh. <laughs> they like don't breathe uh, so <laughs> I definitely had that childhood where like I would just play like non-stop like go out play tag play soccer mm-hmm. we did a lot of wrestling mm-hmm. you know I'm the only girl out of yeah. uh, brothers so like it was always like super like boyish sports you know so that was really nice um mm-hmm. hope I didn't get sidetracked no, but I, 
but that that came up like that was really cool that yeah. was definitely so definitely feel for the kids right now you know i've been seeing a lot more like you know we're talking about unity i have been seeing a lot um uh kids like when i go take my my dog for a walk like a lot of the kids uh, i've been seeing them more out which is cool you know and they are being careful like it's really cool like they're wearing their masks and everything you know but it's nice to see that um slowly the kids are going back outside right slow wearing their masks and like playing because they definitely need distractions Mm -hmm. you know we were blessed to to not be not have to go through this as a child Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I can only imagine what that'd be like in middle school or in high school <sighs> and like having everything, you know, taken away, especially like, you know, you and I both played sports to have like a season taken away to have, you know, the, I wasn't a big on dances either, but like even to have prom or graduation taken away, yeah. that, you know, that'd be like so disappointing because you work so hard for all this and this is supposed to be this like big moment, especially too. like I know in college, we were both first generation college graduates, right? Yeah. Like, imagine having our ceremony taken away from us. Like, man, that'd be like devastating, especially for my grandparents, and my parents, you know, yeah. who worked so hard to put me in those places, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, shout out to all the graduates, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. You know, you you graduated during a crazy time right now, you know, for you to keep, you know, motivated to still finish. Mm-hmm. You know, I had friends that graduated this year. You know, they were bummed out that they couldn't, uh, they couldn't walk, but they, trust me, they were like, I'm going to finish. Like, yeah. I'm going to get a diploma no matter what, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that, yeah, that's pretty, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Going back to the writing and your music, did you have like a particular moment in your life that you inspired you to do that? Or was there a particular person that inspired you to get into that? Um, yes, to both, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so when i first came to the united states like music has always been a part of my life Mm -hmm. it's actually interesting because um up until now i've really like uh i guess yeah this year has been when i showed people that like hey i i really like to rap and i can kind of sing you know and i like talk to my mom my mom my brother is like they were the ones that knew that i i like to rap um rap music especially uh is the reason as to why i really learned english mm-hmm. you know you know being a kid coming to a whole new country a whole new life leaving behind like you know completely different lifestyle and just being dropped into this whole like oh you gotta learn a new language right yeah. you know school definitely helped um but hip-hop yo pop 103 the beat i believe that's what it was called Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that video station. Yeah, one one hundred point three, the beat. I believe it was the yo. Shout out to one hundred three, the beat. They like I I always credit them that they really helped me learn English, and it was rap. <laughs> it was rap music, yo. Because mm-hmm. like I, I did mention, like music has always been like a part of my life. Uh, you know, living in Mexico, Mexico, in Mexico, it's like it's a little bit of a blur sometimes, mm-hmm. but. My mom did tell me that, like, um, oh, yeah, like, you used to sing with your grandma. Your grandma was singing really nice. Like, you guys would always be out there, like, singing. And um, my my abuelo, he actually was known as, like, El Musico Gigante. Mm. And he also was, like, an incredible artist. And he just, like, an incredible person, too. That's what they tell me. I never got to meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always been there. And I didn't even realize it, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then I got to the United States, learned English. Um, hip-hop was a big part of 
me learning English and absolutely loved hip hop. It was a, it was a way that I could express myself, mm-hmm. you know, as this little girl, I, I still have like a little notebook that I would write. Yeah. In. And I remember being so excited about hip hop because, you know, living in um, South Orange County, you know, it wasn't always easy to pick up an instrument because of, because of like, you couldn't afford it. Right. And then I remember this one time I was trying to rent one, but they didn't let us rent it because my mom didn't have a valid driver's license. Mm. So like hip hop has always, you know how like hip hop to me means freedom mm. and free, right? Like um, it was, it was free. Like I could write, nobody could, I didn't have to pay anybody for me to write my rhymes, for right. me to, you know, all this stuff. So hip hop was definitely uh, a huge a huge like like I don't want to I don't know how to explain it but uh, ever since I was young mm-hmm. like ever since I was young I've been writing uh, you know it's been like a little secret of mine only yeah. a few people knew and if I did tell them they'd be like yeah right <laughs> no yeah. yeah like I remember when I would uh, I remember this one time uh, in high school this is like fast forward to high school right I remember everybody would just meet up at like this bus stop and I remember that some of my friends were like like they were like spitting rhymes and stuff and like beatboxing oh yeah I like to beatbox too I'm not the best but like you know (laughs) um they were like beatboxing and they were all like spitting their rhymes and my heart was racing I was just standing there my heart was racing and I was like should I I?" yeah yeah and then I was like oh i'll do it <laughs> and so they were beatboxing i rhymed and they were like yo like i didn't know you could rhyme i was like oh yeah like i'm gonna go now i was like yeah i actually really love to rhyme but so like there are only a few people knew that i that i even did that um you know my brothers even with my brothers like i would hear them like with their friends like spit a flow mm-hmm. you know in spanish and stuff that's why i love to i love to uh include spanish and english like i love to put it together with my rhymes because like yeah. you know even though uh hip i was introduced to like it helped i like, say it helped me with like english and stuff like they're still rapping espanol like you know yeah. so that's why like it's always been in my life whether um like calle 13 mm. you know you know calle 13? yeah yeah Don Omar, like they're kind of like reggaeton but to me it was still like rap especially Calle 13 oh my gosh his flow is immaculate mm-hmm. uh, so I remember when that song would come on and be like ah, tre, te, 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 sal, te, te. yeah you know that song yeah or I no, know what you're talking about like, yeah bump it right now <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm saying this over and over but like it's always been a part of my life mm-hmm. and uh, I if we want to talk about inspirations, it would definitely be, um, it would be Calle 13, Omar. It'd be like, I take inspiration from different places, like Caifanes. So it's like rock in Espanol, right? I don't know if you've heard of Caifanes. And then Cumbias también. And then for like gangster rap, right? Um, Tupac, uh, the notorious B.I.G., Biggie. Um, especially the song Suicidal Thoughts. Mm. have you heard that song yeah yeah dude like i don't know why i was like this young girl like listening to suicidal thoughts and i was just like this is hard like this is awesome yeah like 
being able to hear that type of emotion like it's like wow like this is real you know real life i don't know if you know like the, the lyrics right i think the first the first it opens up is like fuck it i don't want to die I'm gonna go to hell because I'm a piece of shit in there. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yes, dude. Oh, I would put that on repeat. I was like, this is amazing. And like Tupac, um, I think it was Ambitions as a writer. Yeah. That song is hard. (laughs) (laughs) And also Wu Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. And this is all all because of my brothers. Right. Like everything that I was introduced to was because my brothers he was 103 the beat you know they would want to listen to it um yeah like they just they just like showed me all this thing and it's like it's not even like they like be like hey look sam like look at these people you know look at these rappers no it was like just hearing them you mm-hmm. know just play it hearing them like you know listening to them on the radio and that stuff but like Wu-Tang Clan didn't really Wu-Tang Clan didn't really play it on 103 the beat because it's like older you know yeah but like it was, um, I don't know who sings this song, but it was like, booty, 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 rockin' everywhere. <laughs> you know? Like, booty. like, I was listening to that in elementary school, dude. Like, come no, on. No. But, like, all that stuff inspired me, you know, to keep writing. Um, I had this one notebook. It was like this. It was one of these notebooks. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think my mom gave it to me. I had so many, like, I had written so many raps. I lost it. I'm so bummed out. And I have this other one. Like, I have a little diary. And I still have it. It's over there. I should have brought it. But um, I had, like, a little lock in it and everything. I thought I was slick, so nobody could read my rhymes and stuff. But then one day, after I found it, and the lock was off. And I'm pretty sure one of my brothers read my rhymes and stuff. Okay. But they didn't say anything. Yeah. I'm sure they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you that. Like, I've been I've been writing like rhymes and poetry for a long time. It's just up until now, I was like, you need to go through with this. This this dream that you had as a little girl. Like you mentioned, like you wanted to be a rapper and stuff, right? This dream as you had as a little girl, you need to go and do it. You need to pursue it because it's always been there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned like music has always been a part of my family. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why it took me this long to finally be like, hey, I like to do this. I've been like, I've, this is something that I've been doing for like a minute. Let me show you now, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why I guess I got sidetracked was because being a immigrant, you know, sometimes it's really hard to focus on your passions when you got to work, 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 work. Yeah. When you got to focus, focus, focus. Um, and you know, I didn't, and I think that's one of the reasons I didn't start showing, you know, this, the Sammy love until after I graduated Mm -hmm. until I was like, Hey, I completed my goal of getting my bachelor's, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just kept calling me during those whole, during the, all that, all those years, it just kept pushed. Like it'd been wanting to get out, been wanting to get out, but I'd be like, okay, like, sorry, like you got to focus on, yeah. uh, you know, school, you got to focus on working, you got to focus on this. But, um, you know, after graduating, you know, um, I was like, you got to do it, Sam. Yeah. It's now or never. You know, you want to be able to look back at your life and be like, you tried. Right. You really, you really tried. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to look back and be like, what if I did it? Like, no, I want to say, hey, I did it. 
it either worked out or it didn't work out but you you did it you mm -hmm. did it and uh because the the plan was you know the passion and the dream of being a uh, artist so that i can help my community in that way right mm -hmm. spreading the words and just like love um was always there but like my goal for education is to become a psychiatrist oh okay yeah so after i graduated Kelsey fullerton i was like hey let's take a break because you've been in school yeah. literally forever <laughs> like you've been <laughs> I, I never that. stopped. I never stopped. Like, you know, elementary, middle, high school, call community college, and then college. I never stopped. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, you need, you're burning yourself out. You need to like take a break, and then you you study for your uh, you know medical school study for that. And it was during that time that I was like, like Sam, school is always going to be there. Right. You know, school is important, and but like. It doesn't mean that if you don't go to school, you're not a knowledgeable person. That's sure. something that I really want people to know is like, you know, you don't have to go to school to be a knowledgeable person. Like, yes, it's even. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, that, you know, we can talk about this, too. I don't want to get sidetracked. But uh, when I moved to Santana, I really realized that, like, anything you want is at your grasp. Mm -hmm. Like, you could work for it. And it's like, I know this family... Uh, they're owners of a restaurant, right? And the father, like, literally, <clears throat> he was able to build this restaurant. He was able to bring his family forward, you know, and he, uh, the highest he got was community college, mm -hmm. you know, and, like, he'd always tell me, like, hey, you just, to be successful, you just got to work, yeah. and you got to focus, like, you got to focus. You literally can do anything you put your mind to, you just got to focus. Mm -hmm. um, so, sorry, I guess I drank. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> uh, so, no, wow, I really blinked. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, I wanted to be a psychiatrist, and then I was like, you know what, Sam, like, let's do it, right? I mentioned early, now we're Denver, so let's do it. Music is, it's always been in you, and I'm so glad it did. Noah, like, I'm so glad that I finally was like, do it. Mm -hmm. And, honestly, there's so many people that, um, that I want to thank for that, right? My mom, my brothers, every because my mom was has always been like Sammy, like she's the one that really heard me rap. Mm -hmm. She was like Sammy, like just do it, just start a YouTube channel, like do it, Laszlo, you can do it. I love your voice, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, mom, like I'll do it. But I didn't really finally do it until everything came full circle. And shout out to the Cool Lab. Yeah. Oh percent and this is something that i heard over and over and it's beautiful every single person that i've talked to at the cool app has like like they just like want to thank the cool app for everything and i agree you mm -hmm. know 100 percent. all of these amazing incredible artists you know like yeah seeing them has definitely pushed me to finally be like yo there's this community that like helps each other do it and it's just mm -hmm. like went for it never never going back never going back yeah so if y'all ever hear this shout out Kulab, shout out vincent shout out rocky shout out ian probably bob frosty i'm gonna name everybody that's <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously like every single person that mm -hmm. steps foot on that stage like has uh influenced yeah me, influenced me to finally be like hey do it sam yeah yeah 
I think it like it, for me it helps get like the creative juices flowing because I think going back to what you were saying earlier, I was born here, but I come from you know family that immigrated over here, and I feel like mm -hmm. sometimes your options are limited like as to what you can do. Like yes, they're gonna stress school, and they, my parents didn't tell me like oh you have to do this or this like be a doctor. Exactly. Or whatever. I but feel that. I just felt like you know just from seeing your uncles, seeing my parents. My dad worked a labor job. My mom worked a regular office job. Either of them had college degrees. My uncles. Uh, a few like I have two uncles that started their own thing and like they have su successful businesses um, but even then it's still working with their hands and it's like labor type work so I felt like you know that was kind of like my only options and even like growing up in school there wasn't a lot of friends that I had like directly I played a lot of sports so like no one was really like creating music or taking photos or into that kind of thing but like just doing with the podcast and, and going to the cool lab and meeting different people and it doesn't have to be making music just you know I just feel like I, I get so creative. Like I get like inspiration from those people, whether it's to draw or whether it's to, you know, keep doing podcasts, whether it's to keep doing something else, you know, I just feel like a lot, I draw a lot of inspiration because that's like a creative bubble. And like, how that, you know, that saying was like, you are what your five closest friends are, mm -hmm. or your five closest people to you are. So I feel like once you start changing those, that circle of five closest people to you, you start to see the change in their life. And I feel like that's where I've like kind of at right now too compared to like three, four or five years ago, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's really awesome. That saying is really awesome. I, I definitely agree. And um, it kind of goes back to everything, right? We've been talking about uh, Lila Project, for example, you know, surrounding yourself with people uh, that are very open-minded, are down to help, whatever, like, um, and then also with like, like the collab, like everybody there is so loving and, mm -hmm they're down to help you and create like all those people surrounding yourself with those type of people is um it's very important right mm -hmm. so that's pretty cool and also shout out especially bte um you mentioned like not a lot of people were creating music right like mm -hmm. when you were younger um growing growing again grow, going back to growing up in like south orange county um i didn't get to see a lot of that either and if it was, um, if they were creating music, like, it was nice music, but it wasn't the type that type of music that really inspired me. Mm. But then uh, Brian, mm. uh, he went to the same high school as I did. Okay. And I'll tell you, the first time I ever met him was when he was spitting his rhymes. He just he just went out there to the quad with his boombox and a microphone. I believe it was a microphone. I don't remember if he had a microphone out, but there was a boombox playing music and he was just spitting. And I was literally like walking and I was like, that was my face. And I was like, yo, this person lives here. This person makes this type of music. It was right. like the first time that I ever felt inspired and really close to like music. Where I, like, you know, I told you when I moved here to something, I grasped, like I felt like I could grasp. That, that's how I felt when I first heard Brian. So I feel like I annoy him or whatever. And I tell him all the time. I literally like shout out, big shout out to Brian. He's been a big inspiration in my musical uh, life. Yeah. Um, I followed his work from since the day I literally saw him performing in front of all these people. Um, he's grown so much. And it's pretty cool how all of this, right? I mentioned full circle, how all of this came to be, right? Uh, met Brian in high school followed his music and then Apollo Bebop, right? Yeah. Santana, Apollo Bebop, Kulab, like that thing that's one of the main reasons I went to Kulab is because I wanted to see the the band. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, wow. Yeah. And I, I think you touched on something even bigger picture. Like you got inspired from Brian because you were like, oh, like this is like right in my community. I think yeah. like just bigger picture, like Orange County should do a little bit better job of not just promoting artists, but like promoting other successful people, other successful uh-huh. stories. Because like growing up, I didn't know Gwen Stefani and No Doubt came from Anaheim. Exactly. I didn't know Sublime came from, you started off at Garden Grove. I didn't know, um, there's not a whole lot of other like big, bigger artists on that stage, but like even guys like Fora or Young Pinch and people have like some kind of status outside of just Orange County. I feel like they need to do a better job promoting or even like the brands that come out of here or I don't know who, like other people who made it out of Orange County. Cause when you feel like realize that, oh, like, hey, they went to my high school or they grew up down the street from where I grew up. Like that's yeah. kind of inspiring versus, you know, like if yeah. you don't see that around you, you're kind of just like, eh, like I'm just an average person, you know? Yo, and I think that that movement, because of the collab, mm-hmm. you know, in bands like Apollo Bebop and artists like uh, Rocky and Fosse, like, and Alaz, you know, Vincent, mm-hmm. it has started to really be like, yo, this is Orange County. Wait, wait, wait. This is Santana. Yeah. You know, like, it's really starting to, I'm seeing that it's starting to make a movement. And even during this quarantine, you know, like the lives. Mm-hmm. that are happening are uh, still connecting people with music and it's still growing right yeah so that's pretty that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i didn't want to i didn't want to i did want to shout out brian because he's definitely uh if he ever hears this like yo brian you're amazing you really yeah. helped me yeah and come, and come on the show man i've been trying to get him on too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Brian>. <laughs> all right brian. well well, to wrap things up, I do like to ask a, f- a couple fun, quick hitters just to kind of help the audience. Let's get go. Some- Dang, the time by quick. I, I was like, yo, let's talk till the sun, the sun sets. Yeah, hey, we good, right? Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite toppings on a pizza? Pineapple. I'm just kidding. Wait, no, 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 no. No, I answered that so quick. I feel like this is like one of those speed rounds. Uh, favorite topping on a pizza shoot this is gonna take forever you're asking the wrong person i'm trying to like i'm literally drawing out a pizza in my head okay take your time (laughs) like i'm thinking like when i go to the pizza press Mm -hmm. what i get oh roasted tomatoes Mm, sun-dried tomatoes okay i really like them i Uh really like dried tomatoes okay yep that's what it is yeah okay if you can have wait actually (laughs) If you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? Oh, my God. An exotic pet. Oh, okay, okay. For sure, a wolf. Mm. That's exotic enough, right? Yeah. I was, I was looking up, I was looking up, uh, or a tortoise. Mm. I was looking up, uh, they're called, they're like dog wolves or something like that. I don't know. There's like, you know, it's like a wolf and dog. I don't know. <laughs> like a husky? Not, not even a husky. Like they're really big. Yeah, um, you Google them. Trust me, they're real. I'm not just saying random stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you could talk to any person, dead or alive, or multiple people, who would they be? I would definitely want to talk to my family members. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, I was telling you about my grandpa. Um. You know, they called him the Musico Gigante. Definitely my grandfather. And I have three relatives that uh, unfortunately passed away when they were really young. Mm-hmm. I'm named after one of them. Uh, her name was Margarita. 
Um, and she passed away really young and I really wish that I uh, was able to meet them. So if mm. I could, I would talk to them. And sorry, I'm about to sidetrack you. I know it's like the ending, mm. but uh, I was named after Margarita because she actually had the same beauty mark as oh. me right here. Yeah. Wow. So when I was born, they saw this and they're like, yo, that is like, I don't know. That's incredible to me. Yeah. Like what are the coincidence coincidences yeah. of that? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, my dad, yeah, uh, that's my middle name, Margarita. That's so my Samantha, right, obviously. But uh my middle name is Margarita. And you're the so only one in your family that has that mark right there? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Like, yeah. Ooh, wow, that's that's deep. Yeah, exactly. So you know, if, I don't know if she was a singer, but if she was, I definitely, I'm, you know, I'm definitely a vessel for her. Mm-hmm. I do want to say this, right? I know you're asking me quick, quick hitters, no, but um, one thing is like art. I heard it once. I think Tupac said, said this is, uh, we're, we're a vessel for all of our like ancestors. Mm-hmm. So everything you hear like in art, like it's a vessel, like, from our ancestors and I don't know if you believe in the spirits or ancestors and that power but I definitely sometimes I feel like I'm just writing like they're they're writing through me mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to so I wanted to 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 say that mm-hmm. so uh yeah right <laughs> okay not so quick hitters <laughs> it's all good it's all good um next question if you were stranded on an island but food and water were provided what are three things you'd want to bring to pass the time music mm-hmm. music for sure um books books for sure and uh what else books music i could bring somebody yeah you can bring someone okay um i love my mama but i think i would definitely choose my cousin <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I, lo- I love my mom you know i love my mom 100 percent, and i would want to you know what i'll trade over the books i'll trade the books for my mom and my cousin okay. because you know like yes books like you have all these stories but you could always make stories around the campfire with uh Ooh, with right so i'm gonna say i'm gonna read re- uh i'm gonna say music mm-hmm. my mom and my cousin okay. that'd be the funnest time because you said food would be provided yeah food and food and food oh we chill yeah we we're listening to music telling stories and we're dancing there you go all right i like to hear that yeah all right if you could visit any time period in history what time period would you want to go visit oh that's kind of hard damn i'm saying that's kind of hard for everything right um (laughs) time period in history any time period history Mm -hmm. Mm. so that means it could only be from the past right it could be the future too. Actually, only like there's been one per. You know, Krista. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I think it, the one who brought up the the future angle. I want to. I want to go to. I would want to go to the future. Because mm-hmm. I did mention right. I mentioned that I uh, somebody talking about the past, like somebody that I would want to talk about the past would be my my family. But I would definitely want to go travel to the future, mm. and see what's up. See yeah. how things. Go. Yeah. Okay. Right yeah. on. And then um. What are some goals that you have for the rest of 2020? For the rest of 2020, um, definitely uh, just get closer with my family, um, help them out, um, save up money. I'm thinking about moving out, mm-hmm. save up money for that. But that's definitely a further goal because I have other stuff to worry about. Uh, finish writing songs. Yeah. 
hopefully, you know, if I don't do an EP, I, I never want to rush things, right? But I definitely uh, want to finish some songs, you know, keep working on that. Um, I, uh, I, I have a keyboard, right? Electric one. Learn, learn that. Nice. I have like a, I bought like this like thing that teaches you how to play it. Yeah. So I want to really use that. Um, so I said writing, um, learning piano, being closer to my family, and yeah, staying healthier. Okay. That's pretty much. Yeah, and still be finding ways to help out during this quarantine. Right. Always. Yeah. Oh, and also like really working on mental health. Mm. You know, uh, I did. I graduated with psychology. Uh, my bachelor's in psychology. So it's kind of funny, like, you always, like, tell people, like, hey, try this to make yourself feel better. But it's always, like, different when it comes to yourself. Right. So really focusing on, like, really making sure that um, that I'm doing okay. Yeah. 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 Kind of a weird side question. Is this, like, do is it normal for, like, psychologists to need psychologists? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You always normal. need somebody. Yeah. Okay. So you is, always there, is there, like, a never-ending chain of, like, psychologists <laughs> and <other> psychologists? <laughs> There is, there is. Um, actually, I I remember a uh, a student asked one of my teachers that, and they said, "Yep, you need it." <laughs> like, you know, it's so easy to give out advice, and then it's a little bit harder to take advice. Yeah, like to do it yourself, right? Take your own advice. They say, so um, definitely need somebody to help you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you do that vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. So shall you know. Everybody listening, y'all can hit me up if yes. you have any, if you want to talk about anything. I'm here. If you just need somebody to listen to you, I'm here. Yo, I'm here for you guys because you know every single you know not just during this 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 pandemic, but life it can get really rough, mm-hmm. especially inside your head, and especially if you don't talk about it. So I uh, I'm my my time is open for y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if I don't even know you. Yeah, damn, I love hearing that. It's true. All right. They're for each other. Mm-hmm. Last question. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, Definitely, you know how I was talking to you about uh, music, mm-hmm. like when I was younger? I would, I guess, I don't regret anything in the past, right? Mm-hmm. But I would definitely tell, tell little Sammy, like... Uh, maybe trying to do your music a little bit earlier mm, okay um, maybe like trying to um to really be like hey like i can do this right mm-hmm. but again like i never um i don't regret not doing it right because i feel like everything has a reason everything has a time mm-hmm. um, yeah and just also it's like keep being a person that spreads love yeah just keep that because that's so important Mm-hmm. you know that's that's literally the reason why my name is sammy love because when i was younger i told myself that's my rapper name hey. like that's what i was telling myself it was my rapper name you know um because i wanted to spread love mm-hmm. yeah. yeah awesome well really appreciate you for taking some time out of your day to do this again if you want to go ahead and plug anything um i know you don't have your music up yet but i mean if there's anything yeah. you want to plug go ahead and do it um definitely plug the little project Mm-hmm. you know their instagram is at the lead project um and yeah that, that, that's what i would plug <laughs> that's what i would plug and then i will have music out um i actually made it a goal 
we're talking about goals. I made it a goal with one of my friends to finish a song um, by this month. That way I could have it out next month. Hey, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, right around my birthday too. All right. I like oh, that. Happy early birthday. I am putting this out for you. It's <laughs> your birthday present. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, but uh but now seriousness, that's uh that's uh what I'm planning to do. And then whenever I do have my page up, it would be Sammy Love. Okay. You know, I'm trying to work on that because I know that there are some Sammy Loves on Spotify right mm -hmm. now. But uh, I, I don't know how that works out yet. So we'll see how that goes. But you're, the, sure. you're the Sammy Love. Oh, like, you know, kick him out, you know? <laughs> no, no kicking out. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll just spell it differently. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Three M's. <laughs> or five, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, thank you for having this platform. Uh, thank you for... Um, you know, even telling me like, Hey, you want to do an interview? Yeah. I'm grateful to have met you through, through helping out the community, you know, For real. and it's pretty cool seeing you grow so much during this time. Mm -hmm. You know, you had a lot of incredible artists come by mm -hmm. uh, and you've interviewed them. So I'm sure you're very proud of yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, know that I'm proud of you. Um, yeah. Just keep going. You know, you started another podcast. Um, so that's a plug, plugging that one in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> start another one. Oh, can you see me oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know i see you working and i really hope that i also see some videos mm -hmm. of uh, your poetry coming soon yeah oh is it august are you uh, gonna drop maybe the i drop a song <laughs> maybe i mean we can we can coordinate something honestly like after 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 this i was gonna try and do something with the video so like okay. you know just baby steps i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah let's say hey uh i don't know if this is gonna be on the podcast but if you uh want to maybe we could do like i could help you take a video or something that'd be tight yeah yeah even the photos too like i said i've i've wanted to get like because when i graduated college i had like professional photography for my graduation photos but uh -huh. i find myself still using those for like linkedin and everything and i'm just like i should get some updated ones yeah yeah like ones without the cap and without uh, the, you know I mean? like you're like i tried photoshopping them yeah <laughs> so, so yeah something more updated uh something like podcast themed and everything else oh, yeah. that'd be really cool i would love to do that i definitely need to uh, you know freshen up my skills with photography um you know we didn't really touch on it but you know i haven't been doing photography very long mm -hmm. um i also want to thank dominic for helping me with photography yeah, yeah. I, I could literally talk all day it's <laughs> <laughs> all good i'm here to talk all day too <laughs> um but we could I, we could talk about that later but shout out Dom. he's an incredible person i uh, hope that you get to meet him one day i hope so too and i'm sure you will for real for real once for this is all over hopefully quarantine yeah yeah or once we're you know we're able to do more things right Boom, that's going to wrap it up for episode 116 of the My Mike and I podcast. I'm Noah Alvarez. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sammy Love. You know, I've met a lot of dope people through the podcast and being able to interview them. But Sammy, man, there, there, there are some few individuals that really just stand out to me. And I really just click with and I really dig their vibe and the message that they're trying to give off. And Sammy's definitely one of those people. So shout out to her for being the person that she is, continuing to inspire myself and hopefully many of you guys as well. 
Also, if you enjoyed this conversation and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating and review. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you're listening on any other platform, just be sure to subscribe, follow, and if you really like the show, as I mentioned, any help with the promotion would be greatly appreciated. Now, as I said in the beginning of the show, be sure to check out popple.co, P-O-P-L dot C-O, and use promo code LOCKER for 20% off on every single purchase. And also check out PhoenixFit, F-N-X-F-I-T.com, and use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N for 15% off on every single purchase. Shout out to Generic Sports for producing the instrumental. Shout out to Vince Correa for helping with so many graphics regarding the podcast. I got a bunch of stickers coming in, guys. You guys are going to really like these designs. I will be posting more on the Mike and I Instagram page, which you should be following at my period Mike and period I. And follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Hope you guys continue to chase your dreams and not checks and continue to stay safe and well-rounded and just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just wholesome. Continue to spread positive vibes throughout everything that's going on in 2020. We're about to hit August, man. It's July 31st. I hope you guys are, you know, ready for what potentially could be a very wild end to the year 2020. But nonetheless, stay strong mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and I just wish you guys nothing but the best. All right, that's Noah Alvarez, or I'm Noah Alvarez, signing off. Till next time.